and here we go, Nordy's podcast, the Purple Podcast. I'm Eric, I'm here with Adam. How you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. You know, it feels so good to be back. We took a little week off uh, after a one in five start. We took the bye week off. We are sorry, um, but it would have just been us complaining, I think, after getting decimated yeah. by the, were they winless at the time? Yep. The winless Atlanta Falcons came into U.S. Bank Stadium and pulverized the hapless Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, that was a uh, that was a tough one to watch. Final was forty to twenty three. Matt Ryan got the the cure that he needed for his terrible play. He was playing the Vikings defense, and uh, yeah, this was the worst performance of the year so far by yeah. quite some bit. It always feels like we always have that one home game per year that's almost like unwatchable, and you're you still you still watch the game, but you know things are lost by the end of the first quarter. I remember like that Bills game last year. When you just knew coming out of that first quarter that that thing was already over. Was that last year or two years ago? I thought that was last year. Okay. We had the other one last year where we won the game, but we had the horrible first half against the Broncos. That yep, seemed like right. that. So yep. We had a couple of those. Um, this was definitely that. Um, and it doesn't look like it's going to get any better as our Minnesota Vikings go to uh, a very good Green Bay Packers this week. Um, I know they got whooped by the Bucks, but I think the Bucks might be the best team in the NFL. The Packers are one of the best teams. They are a contender um, for this, and yep, currently the one seed in the in the uh, North there, or not the North, the, the NFC. NFC, yep. Yeah, so I mean, this is a this is a, a serious um, game for us, and we're doing it without a lot of our players. Um, we are going to be without most of our cornerbacks now. Cam Dantzler is out. Cam Dantzler on co- the COVID list. COVID list for Cam Dantzler. Uh, so that could be some Mike time. Hughes to the IR. Um, Mike Hughes with the neck to the IR? Yep. Uh, that's probably his season, right? Yep. And that's his Vikings career because they will not pick up his fifth-year option. So, yeah. See you, Mike Hughes. Um, Holton Hill will play. Holton Hill not practicing. Holton Hill not practicing. Um, that leaves us with Jeff Gladney, Harrison Hand, and Fields? Uh, is that his name? Yeah. And Fields. Yep. Or Chris Boyd was limited today, so we'll see on that. <laughs> So Chris Boyd, Mark Fields, is that his name? I'm I, Guys, I feel like I'm making names up here. Um, I think his name is Fields. Uh, we have Harrison Hand, a rookie, like, late pick. We have Gladney is our most experienced guy, who is a oh, rookie. This and is devastating. Chris Boyd, who's like a second-year guy, who's been back and forth between the practice squad, safety, and corner. Ugh. Guys, this is, this is dire. Good thing we are playing a terrible passing game in Aaron Rodgers and Devonta Adams, who have absolutely diced up good defenses, and now they get to play this one. Yeah. Now, you might be saying to yourself, at least the Vikings have those elite safeties, right? They have Harrison Smith, one of the best in the game, Anthony Harris, a solid safety next to him. But in the last week, Harrison Smith has unfollowed the Vikings on social media. Is this does this mean that he is gone? Do you think before the deadline? I think it's it's his agent. That's kind of we live in an era now where like players get attention to like notify teams that they want to be traded based on like they remove all the photos of them as a player, etc. Um, Anthony Harris, another guy that might be moved here. I think one of them gets moved. Yeah, and I'm fine with that. Because we're not re-signing Harris, so no. it is what it is. And and Aloka is gone for the year with a torn up knee. Yep. So that's guys, we're only on the defensive backs right now. Um, this is looking pretty ugly on the yep. back end. 
looking to trade our safety, our, our, our uh, safeties, our corners are either sick with COVID or out with injury. Um, Anthony Barr already out at linebacker. Uh, Michael Pierce, our big free agent signing, has missed the whole year being on the exempt list for COVID. Um, uh, Daniil Hunter finally goes on the IR for the season. With neck surgery, he will miss the whole year. And in the last week, the Vikings traded, recently traded for Unique Ngakwe. Yeah. So they trade him to the Ravens for a 2021 third-round pick and a 2022 fifth-round pick. So let's just go over this trade real quickly. In this trade, the Vikings trade uh, early 2021 second-round pick and an early... 2021 fifth round pick, yeah. I believe. Yep. In return, they get a late 2021 third round pick, a late, most likely 2022 third, fifth round pick, and six games of Ngakwe. Yeah. That is a troubling trade. Yeah. Uh, you pretty much are going to move down about 50, 50 spots, spots yep. in the draft yep. for six games of Ngakwe. Yep. That is terrible. Now, I'm not saying it's a terrible move that the Vikings tried it, but hindsight, it hurts. I think it just shows the importance moving forward, though, of why we can see some big names. Uh, Thielen's been talked about, Rudolph, Riley Reef, um, some of these guys that have some of these big contracts on the team and also have some some market on the on the trade block here to recoup as many picks as we can so that if we have to move up into that second round... If we have to do some stuff like that, package something to move up and grab one of those three quarterbacks, whatever the Vikings um, are kind of eyeing at this point, we just have some of that trade ammo back because the Ngakwe trade is pretty devastating at this point. So let's go back through this real quickly. Um, the other thing is, is we know that Ngakwe was a bad fit for the Vikings because if we would have just let him go into free agency and let him sign a big contract with someone, say the Ravens, um, we would have got a compensatory third-round pick for him. Right. So pretty much we gave, gave him up early to move up like five spots in the draft and get a, a pick in 2022. Yeah. It's, a, it's a pretty large miscalculation error on how good the Vikings thought they were and the product that we have put on the field. And when you look at it, right, obviously we're missing some key pieces. I think even with those key pieces, this team still stinks. This team is is downright bad. Yeah, they they're just a bad team. They look like they um, are distant from competing right now. I mean, bad teams have put us to the sword. Uh, the only team that we beat was a uh, last game for Bill O'Brien, right? Yep. The last game of a team that had given up on their coach that we narrowly escaped with a victory is our only win on the year. Right. Um, so. We'll keep with the state of the Vikings roster right now quickly. Going to the offense, um, Riley Reef is kind of a guy that's been mentioned in a lot of trade talks. Maybe going to the Cowboys, maybe going to the Eagles for like a late round pick. Um, that would move, Titans as well. Uh, that would move um, uh, Cleveland. Ezra Cleveland, the rookie, out to left tackle. Sure, why not? Um, I would try that sooner than later. Uh, you got to see what you have there. And then you have... Uh, Luckily, Pat Elfline coming back, which I never right. thought I would yeah. say. yeah, all right. Never thought I'd say that in a million years. Um, Garrett Bradbury has been one of the bright spots on the team this year, on a team with very few bright spots. Um, and then, uh, obviously, Brian O'Neill out at right tackle. That line um, should stay the same. Uh, the one good thing is, is that you can do a little work at those guard spots in the future, but um, if you could have Cleveland, 
um, Bradbury and O'Neal as three stalwarts on that O-line, I think that would feel pretty good. Yeah. Um, in recent weeks, we've got Irv Smith back in the groove of things. And I do find it interesting that there's been some whispers of teams trying to trade for Irv Smith Jr. Yeah, so apparently teams, the Vikings want to deal Rudolph. Yeah. Which, let's be honest, at this point in Kyle's career, you're getting a six-round pick probably at best in that. I'd do that in a second. Teams though. really want Irv, and the Vikings so far are not willing to budge on that would one. Would you do it for like a two and a five? Absolutely. I, I think just, I, I don't value too. the tight end position that much where you wouldn't decline that in return. I, don't, I, I just think that at this point, I'm... I'm ready to take a call for everyone except for one guy that we'll get to in a few minutes. Um, obviously, Kirk Cousins at the quarterback position has done nothing but struggle this year. He's got 10 interceptions. He's currently on pace to throw 27 interceptions, which is Ugh. insane. No Vikings quarterback has thrown 20 interceptions in a season since the 80s. I mean, this is like really poor play by Kirk. And the worst thing about that is I think what's going to happen is we're going to get conserva Kirk back here. Yep. Where he turns into what people claim he has been, which is a checkdown machine. But I think he has been the opposite of that. I think he's been a guy who attacks downfield. And when he does, that's when he looks at his his best. Right. But I think that this is going to make him turtle up a little bit. And I think we're going to get a really conservative Cousins for the next few weeks. Yeah, that Which sucks. isn't very fun. Because what we want is exciting, high-scoring games where we lose. Oh, yeah. I want, <laughs> I want to lose to the Packers. No, I want to beat the Packers. And then I want to lose every other game the rest of the year, like 47 to 40. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Where we just, where Jefferson and Thielen and Cook and Irv just have great days. Yep. Um, Cook should be back from injury. They won't say. Um, but it sounds like he's been practicing. It sounds like people believe he will be back for this yeah, week. Yeah, that's kind of the thought here. And then finally at the wide receiver position, you have two of the best in the game right now. Adam Thielen having probably the best year of his career, would you say? I think he has seven touchdowns, leads the NFL in receiving touchdowns. Yep. And then Justin Jefferson looks like a true superstar. Yeah, he's the man. Justin Jefferson, to me... Looks like the level of prospect of like Odell Beckham, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying Odell Beckham at this point of his career where he's you know been kind of trouble and he's kind of gotten into it with teams and he's had a hard time in Cleveland here. I just mean like when he came up for the Giants and he was so exciting and electric. That's how I feel watching Jefferson right now. Yeah, I don't even have a good pro comp for Jefferson because his style is so unique. He's, like, so smooth, but he wins contested balls. I mean, he's not overpowering. No. He's not the fastest guy. He's kind of herky-jerky on his routes, and it works. He just kind of is, like, a B-plus at everything. Yep. And he has no real weakness in his game. So, I don't know. I'm really excited about Jefferson. Jefferson is, like, the jersey to go by, right? Yeah. And now that we say this, he's going to, like, tear up his knee. Right. I'm glad I copped, I copped that Jefferson jersey draft night. You did. You draft did. night. Right away. I wasn't feeling it. When I looked at Jefferson's little skinny leg, <laughs> I thought, dude, why does Jefferson have the same legs as me? Yep. Um, yeah, so that is one real bright spot on this team. Um, all right, so let's talk about a couple trade targets here. So we kind of got into a few. We talked Riley Reef, who could be moving for probably like a fifth-round pick, something like that. Sure, do it. Um, uh, also on the offense, we were saying Irv Smith and Kyle Rudolph – um, Irv is drawing interest. We would like to trade Rudolph. I can imagine one of those two going still. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, Anthony Harris, gone. Uh, but still an offense, Thielen, like okay, you yep. said. Thielen is 
to me, one of the two guys that I really think that they should take calls for. Um, the rumors coming out of Cleveland is that Cleveland is ready to offer us a two and a four for Thielen. I just straight up think I do that. I think I do that. A two and a four for Thielen. I was more excited just for the intriguement factor of the Beckham Jr. trade talk. Yeah. Just just because I just need something to do in my life and have something fun to look forward to, would, even though it's probably a disaster. It's a disaster, and he makes huge money, more than Thielen. Yeah. And money is going to be the big thing here. And how, coming off an ACL. How yeah. can we cut money from our payroll is right. what we have to do here. So I kind of think that I'd like to see Thielen go. If Thielen wasn't the the white boy from northern Minnesota who was the undrafted guy, you know, who made it big with us, he would be for sure on the trade block, don't yeah. you think? Absolutely. It's just like he's like the white guy from Minnesota who has facial hair sometimes and like is one of us. Right. And like that's why people want to keep him. Right. That's not a good enough reason for me on a bad team. Right. I'm sorry. I like Thielen, but I'm ready to see him go if it means bringing back some pieces in return and freeing up some cap space to kind of rebuild this team. Um, going to the defense, uh, there's been a lot of trade talk. Obviously, Ngakwe gone. Um, Harrison Smith and Anthony Harris. Right. They're the other two guys. We said Harrison Smith, you know kind of doing his part maybe to get his way out of town i would love to see us get rid of harrison smith not because i don't think harrison's great harrison is one of the great vikings ever yeah he is he's one of the true best vikings of all time in my mind he is like a hall of fame kind of player um i love harrison smith i know that he'll be in the vikings ring of honor someday but the dude is what 31 years old and on the downswing he's going down he's not the same player he's making a ton of money he's late in his contract he wants to go play for a contender. Send this dude to a contender. Get him out of here. Yeah. And get a second round pick in return. Dude, I don't even fucking care at this point. If we have to find some scrubs off a practice squad to go play safety for us, trade Anthony Harris, trade Harrison Smith. Let's just do a rebuild the way it's supposed to be done. And the example that you always bring up, which I always love this analogy, is how badly the Minnesota Wild have fucked this up. Oh. Being mediocre bad gets you fucking nowhere. It gets you nowhere. It gets you nowhere. You don't ever get that franchise-changing quarterback. You don't ever get that franchise-changing O-lineman or defensive player. You're always stuck in that Jeff Gladney mediocrity level. And you're also not winning Super Bowls. That's a big fucking problem. Yeah. At this point, I think that our best chance is to reset the salary cap as soon as we can. It's probably a two- to three-year process to do it. To bring in a big-time young quarterback and let him take his lumps on his rookie contract and then rebuild that team up uh, right. in years three and four of Justin Fields' rookie contract. Yeah, but does it trouble you that we won't even be able to fucking do that? Um, because yes. no, with that does. Cousins contract, if you trade him, you probably eat a huge portion of the salary. Yeah, but I'm just saying, if you get rid of Anthony Barr, Anthony Harris, Adam Thielen, Riley Reef. Uh, and Gakwe and Harrison Smith, you know, you suddenly can can either keep Cousins for one more year before cutting him, or just eat that money, get rid of him. Or here's the other thing that no one has talked about. I think that whoever misses out on a quarterback would consider trading for Cousins. Yeah, that's fine. That's I fair. Do. Like, can you imagine that Philip Rivers leaves and they have a big old hole 
uh, in that team. With a great offensive line. With a great offensive yep. line and a great defense. And suddenly they use yeah, that fair. Phillip that's Rivers fair. money. And the they, I mean, they have uh, Brissett and Rivers making $40 million right now. Yeah. That's le- more money than Cousins will make next right. year. Would they rather have Rivers and Brissett or Cousins and $5 million? I think I'd rather have Cousins right. and $5 million. So I'm not saying that you would get much for him, but I could imagine kind of a salary dump like Cousins for Brissett and a fourth-round pick or something like that. Do you think at this point, it's a big talking point in uh, the Twin Cities right now, how hot is Mike Zimmer's seat and how hot is Rick Spielman's seat? Okay, if I had to rank, because I think it's a three-headed monster kind of here. Like, there's three guys who are all attached at the hip here. Um, it's Cousins, it's it's um, Zimmer, and it's uh, Spielman. Okay, so if I had to say how hot their seats are, I would say Cousins is the hottest of the seats right now. I think that, like, the fans have kind of turned on Cousins, Cousins' body language and, like, woe is me shit isn't working for me or anyone else. I'm sure it's not working for the Vikings. I think Cousins' seat is, like, a 7 out of 10 hot yeah. right now. Yeah, that's fair. I think Zimmer's seat is, like, a 5 out of 10, but it could totally get higher in the next couple weeks here. You know, if the Packers beat us 49 to 10 this weekend, I mean, his seat's going to start to get hot. And I think Spielman survives this. But I think that he's the safest, but I think he's at like a three or four out of ten right now. Yeah. So, you know, but here, letter grade wise, okay, with the moves that Rick Spielman has made this year, where, you know, how much responsibility do we have to put on Rick? Rick has hit on on some pieces, right? Uh, you know, Daniil Hunter, Everson Griffin. You think, you think of some of these late round guys that have been absolute gems for us. And then you look at the bad side of Rick and some of the and some of the shit he's done, the extensions on that Cousins contract, yeah. the um, stupid ass pick for Treadwell, the extension on Cook. Not sure on a bad about team. Gladney. I mean, there's there's a few picks here, early first round picks, that haven't panned out. He's so hit or miss. Is he the guy that leads your franchise to a Super Bowl, or do you go more of this Minnesota Twins route with like this young savvy? Uh, metric, analytic, GM, that's kind of the new age, new wave. And the same could be said for Zimmer then. The new wave of football is young, super offensive-minded head coaches with all this energy, and they can adapt to any situation that the world is facing, etc. Is Mike Zimmer past that? And I think those are things we really have to look in the mirror as Vikings fans and kind of decide, instead of just looking at a record, you know, how much deeper does this conversation actually go? I think that... I've seen enough of Cousins. Um, I'm not saying just recklessly get rid of him here. He's a quality starting quarterback in the NFL, but you can't win a Super Bowl with him unless everything else is right. Right. And that sucks. Um, I think Zimmer, I think we made the right move to re-sign him. It doesn't look like it right now. But I think we made the right move. But that doesn't mean that your right move can't end up being wrong. Right. You know, I'm not saying that we shouldn't have done it. I think I would have done the same thing. But... I want Arthur Smith to be our next coach. Arthur Smith, offensive coordinator for the Titans, is my next coach. If, if I have my over enemy okay, yeah, all yeah. right. enemy would be great too. Yeah, but I just think that like um, that Titans offense has a lot less talent, and they're just a machine. 
Um, yeah, so I think that, yeah, changes could be on the horizon if things don't get sh flipped around quickly. And at this point, I'm kind of not hoping for them to get right. flipped around. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. All right, let's go to our pick'em this let's week. Let's go to our pick'em. Here we go. We're currently in a Thursday night game. It's a fine Thursday night game. It does its job. Moving on here, guys. We're with the Sunday games. The surprising 2-4 and four New England Patriots stick a fork in them. This team is cooked. Traveling to the 5-2 and two Buffalo Bills. Buffalo favored at home by four. I'm taking the Bills at home. Um, I think I like the Bills. This this Patriots team, um, it's crazy. Like I really thought that Belichick was going to have the good year and Brady was going to have the bad year. But like all of my fo football picks in 2020, just like 2020 as a year, it sucks. Yeah, I suck at it. This year sucks. Everything's crazy. The Patriots are terrible. They haven't drafted well in a long time. There's so little talent. They lost the most guys due to COVID. They have been a mess all year long. I hate the Patriots in this game. Give me the Bills. Uh, Bills need this one. The 5-1 Tennessee Titans traveling to the 1-5-1 Cincinnati Bengals. Titans favored on the road by 5.5. I'll take the Titans on the road. Love the Titans cover. here. Titans are good. Yeah, Titans are Titans solid. are really good. Titans can play with anyone in the league. Titans are a contender to win the Super Bowl. Um, I like the Titans. Uh, the Bengals should be excited about Joe Burrow and some of these weapons they have, but they're a ways away. Here's a tough one in Vegas. The three and three Oakland or Las Vegas Raiders traveling to the five and two Cleveland Browns. Cleveland favored at home by two and a half. Mm. I'm gonna avoid this game. Mm. I love this game. I think this is a fascinating game to bet on. Um, no, not to bet on. To watch as a football fan, I love this game. Um, I think that the winner of this game is good. Uh, I think the loser of this game is a pretender. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, if I had to say who I think is better in this game, I think that the Browns are better. Yeah, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take, but I'm going to take my Raiders in an upset pick of the week on the road, traveling to the 5-2 and two Browns. Raiders get it done. I think I'm going to go with the Browns. Moving on, we have the 4-2 and two, uh, Indianapolis Colts traveling to the 3-3 three and three Detroit Lions. Indy favored by three on the road. <sighs> like this game too. Big fan of this game as a mm. football fan. Um, don't, it's, this is the kind of game that I'm interested in, but I don't want to watch. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Um, uh, who's favored? The Colts are favored on the road by three. All right, upset pick of the week. I'm going with Detroit Lions. I'll take the Lions at home. I kind of like the Lions right it's now. It's a nice value bet. I kind of like the Lions right now. I actually think the Lions are kind of good. I like Galladay. Stafford's playing just fine. Swift is starting to figure it out. The defense traded for Everson Griffin. I think I like the Lions here in an upset pick. Moving on, we have the 0-7 New York Jets traveling to the 6-1 Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs favored at home by 19 and a half. Mm. I guess you take the Chiefs to cover. Okay, guys. Um, last time that we met, I picked the Jets to win a road football game against the Dolphins. <laughs> Ish. I now will never pick the Jets the rest of the year, which means I will at some point be wrong. No team has ever gone 0-16 against the spread. I am picking the Chiefs. The Chiefs have been shitty the last couple weeks. They have, yeah. Their offense is, something isn't right. I am going with the Chiefs by at least 21. Moving on, we have the 5-2 and two LA Rams traveling to the 3-3 three and three Miami Dolphins. This is a fun game. Rams favored on the road by 3.5. Tua's first game. Tua's first game. Tua's going to have, what's his name, uh, Aaron Donald all over him. I like the Rams. Yeah, take the Rams. Game. You're right. Um, By the way, I have this weird feeling that Burrow is going to be a superstar, that Herbert's going to be a superstar, and that Tua's going to suck. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I don't know why, but I think he's going to be bad. 
Moving on, probably the game of the week. We have the 6-0 Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to the 5-1 Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> Ravens favored wow. by four. This is a noon game, folks. This is a noon game. I'm taking the Steelers on the road. I fucking love the Steelers team. I love the Some, Steelers team. Something doesn't feel right about the Ravens running game. Right. I'm with you um, on that. Everyone's talking about how bad Lamar Jackson has been, but I think that their running game is broken, to be honest with you. Um, as Dobbins and Ingram have done not shit this yep. year, um, Jackson's not running the ball nearly as well. Um, I like Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh and I, I, here's my list of contenders right now. Uh, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, um, Seattle in the NFC, and it's Pittsburgh, Kansas City, and Tennessee in the AFC. Those are the six teams I really like. That's fair. Um, I like Pittsburgh on the road in a messy game to win this thing. Uh, something like 27 to 23. Moving on, the 2-4 and four, uh, Chargers traveling to the LA Chargers traveling to the 2-4 and four Denver Broncos. Chargers favored on the road in this one by 3.5. I'll take the Chargers on the road. Oh, Herbert's love, too good right now. I really like Herbert. Who's better, Locke or Herbert? Herbert, by a mile. Herbert is Herbert's a superstar. A stud. I love him. He looks like a machine out there. This Broncos team's all banged up. Give me the Chargers all day. Battle of the Pretenders. We're into our 325 game. The 4 and 2 New Orleans Saints traveling to the 5 and 2 Chicago Bears. Saints favored on the road by 4.5. Saints get this one done. Oh, I could see both teams winning this game. I don't love either of these teams. I don't. Um, one of them is going to leave this game feeling like a contender. I don't think either of them are. They're both maybe playoff teams, but uh, neither of them are contenders. I like Michael Thomas to come back and give the Saints a slight edge in this game. I'm going to go with the Saints. Another good 325 game. It's the 4-3 and three San Francisco 49ers traveling to the 5-1 and one Seattle Seahawks. Seattle favored at home by three points. I like the Niners and another upset pick. Niners are looking red hot all of a sudden. Niners get it done in Seattle. I love this game. The NFL's got it right this week. So many good games. Um, I like the Seahawks in a close game. Why? Because the Seahawks are the best team since the Peyton Manning Colts about, about a decade ago or longer um, in, in one-score games. Um, they've won 13 of their last 16 one-score games. This is going to be another one of those. I'm going with the Seahawks. The NFL has it right until they don't. We're traveling to Sunday Night Football. It's the 2-5 and five Dallas Cowboys traveling to the 2-4-1 Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia favored at home by 9 points. I'll take the Eagles to win, but they're not covering 9 points. The Dallas Cowboys have one of the five worst defenses in the NFL in the past 55 years. Woo! That's a hot stat. They are horrible. They're on their third string quarterback. Do you know who he is? Do you know where he went to college? Neither do I. He is horse shit. I wouldn't play a cowboy in fantasy football if you paid me to. I would not take the Cowboys with any number of points. The Eagles win this game 47 Whoa. to 7. Holy shit. I think that the Cowboys are as cooked as any team, and the Vikings play the Cowboys in a few weeks, and the piss-poor Vikings are going to run the Cowboys over. Yep, they are. Traveling to our final game on Monday Night Football, it's the 5-2 Tampa Bay Buccaneers traveling to the 1-6 New York Giants. Tampa Bay favored on the road by 12 points. 
I fucking hate this matchup so much. How many points? 12 points. Tampa gets that one done. Tampa is going to win this game by less than 12. I'm going with the Giants to cover, but they definitely don't win this game. Um, Tampa is really good. And it's it's funny because everyone talks about Brady and Gronk and Evans and Godwin and now Antonio Brown, Ronald Jones, Leonard Fournette. Uh, you know, the list goes on and on and on on offense. But in reality, their defense is much better than their offense is. Their offense is good. Their defense is great. Yeah. Um, I love Tampa suddenly. Um, I, if you had to list the teams the teams in the league that you want to watch the least or you're the least likely to watch on TV, who is who is The, the Giants le- are on the top of that list. The, the Giants, Giants, the Jets. The Giants are the last pick for me. Yeah. I'd rather watch the Jets because the Jets are at least wild. Right. They're out of control bad. But, like, the Giants, who's the most exciting player on the Giants? Daniel Jones, maybe? <laughs> How about his 80-yard run that he stumbled yeah, on? That was classic. incredible. All right. All right, let's move on. We got our game of the week, guys. Ugh. Big time border battle. Vikings traveling to the Packers. The 1-5 in five Vikings are underdogs in this one by 6.5 points. Aaron Rodgers getting to feast on those poor Vikings cornerbacks. I'll take the Packers in this one, something like 34 to 13. I think we're going to get run over in this game. Over under 11 and a half catches, Devonta Adams. Over. He's going to have 15 catches for 200 yards in this yep. game. Easy. He's going to blow us away. We have no one to cover him. Gladney is our top corner. I feel bad for our corners at this point. Our uh, our pass rush now is Denebo and Holmes yep. are your DNs. There's going to be no pass rush. There's no Anthony Barr to break Aaron Rodgers' collarbone this time. This is a whooping. Now, the one good thing is Adam Thielen... Uh, eats up Jair Alexander every time they play. I do think Justin Jefferson will get his in this game. I love that we're using Irv Smith more. And I do think having Dalvin Cook makes every game exciting and fun to watch. But I do think Kirk Cousins has been loose with the ball. Uh, The Smiths haven't been amazing this year, but this is a game to get back on track. Packers beat that ass. Hate to say it. Hate the Packers. But the Packers are legit good and the Vikings are legit bad. It is what it is. Let's just hope for an entertaining loss. It is what it is. I'm hoping for uh, Cook with a long touchdown run, Jefferson with like another 150 yards, great catch by Thielen for a touchdown, Aaron Rodgers' broken leg. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Cool with that. All right, guys, that is it. That is all the time we have here on the Northeast Podcast, the Purple Podcast. Um, and guys, after this week, we're all going to be doing it. You know, we're going to be tanking for one, two, three, Justin. Justin. Oh! We both want Justin this week. I don't want COVID-ass Trevor Lawrence with a COVID bad heart now. Trevor Lawrence with a brain that has aged 10 years. Yep. Lungs that will never heal. Yep. A I heart want, that's enlarged. An enlarged heart. Fuck him. Justin, I don't want bring, Give me Justin Fields. Give me Justin Give me Justin. Trey Lance. Justin Fields was smart enough to not get COVID. First pick, I don't even want him. Don't even fucking want him. No, nope, no, nope, don't want him. Give me Justin Fields. He's the guy. If you don't want Justin Fields, go to Netflix and turn on QB1 and watch the Justin Fields season. He's been a stud since high school. All right, guys, that's it. That's all the time we have. Thank you guys for listening, and so like Boom, boom. <laughs>